Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journey, how they got to Northwest, and any advice they have for students. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services. And today we are joined by Ty Parsons, who is the Grants Coordinator at Northwest. Hi, Ty. Hello, how are welcome, you? Welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me, Ty, what do you do uh, as the grants coordinator? Like on a daily basis, obviously coordinating and then grants, because those are the two words in your title. But right. what does that actually look like? Good question. So I'm an office of one. Uh, I'm in charge <laughs> of all of the external grants on campus. And so when um, any staff or faculty member applies to a federal or a state grant program, um, my office helps to make all those things happen. Um, so there's a lot of, that goes into a a grant, and so we have to um, get a lot of people to sign off on them, to get the budget signed up right, to um, really just make it happen, to get it through all the different uh, processes that we have on campus and get it signed and get it out the door. Do you help write the grants as well? Sometimes. You, okay. it, it depends on the program. It depends on um, if I have any knowledge at all about what the grant's about. Um, some of them I can write uh, pretty easily. Um, others, uh, a lot of the, the very technical um, science grants, I can't do that because I can't pronounce the words, uh, but, uh, but it just depends on the grant itself. So how did you come to be a grants coordinator? Is grant writing something that you studied in school or have you happened into it professionally? Or? Good question. Um, um, I think a lot of people start off their career um, thinking they're going to be a grant writer. You know, there's thousands of, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> so Same for us, you know, I'm going to be a career services director. All absolutely. Right. No, I just, I, I fell into it. So I, uh, I went to school at Northwest and uh, my uh, senior year, my, my second of three semesters of my senior year, um, I was looking for a, an internship, and I found one here in town in Maryville. And the Northwest Missouri Regional Council of Governments was looking for uh, someone to help write the Maryville Comprehensive City Plan. Um, I was a geography undergrad, and so that fit in with, with what I was studying and what I wanted to do. And so um, I remember that I left my last final of that semester and I was walking down the hallway of Garrett Strong and there was a, a flyer on the bulletin board that said that they were looking for an intern. So I didn't have anything lined up yet and I, I gave them a call and I went out and uh, had an interview and um, I received that internship, that unpaid internship. <laughs> and so I spent my summer um, writing uh, part of the Maryville Comp Plan uh, back in 1998. So that organization, the Regional Council of Governments, one of the things that they do for the five-county region in northwest Missouri is um, they do grant writing uh, for small towns and for counties. And so as a, uh, just as a function of being employed there, um, you were involved with a lot of the different programs and projects that they had going on, uh, which included grant writing. So you're exposed to that in several different situations, right? Like whatever project they had their grant going for or whatever, right? You kind of were exposed to that as an intern, right? Absolutely. So there, there wasn't just a, a grant writer position. It was everyone did that sort of work. And so no matter what project I happened to be working on, um, grant writing was a part of it. And so it's a, it's a skill that I'd always been a good writer, uh, but, but never, I'd never really thought about grant writing per se, which has its own um, nuances to it. And so um, that's where I, I, I learned about grant writing. Um, and about the planning process in general and about regionalism and that sort of thing. And so, so let's back up a little from there. Had you thought about writing grants? Had you thought about grants at all prior to this? 
No. No. No, <laughs> not at all. No. So geography major. Talk to me about that. Why, why did you choose geography? It almost chose me, I think. Uh, so I, I came to school um, from Harrisonville, Missouri, and I was, I was involved in the arts heavily, and I knew a lot about um, Northwest with their music program, and so I came in as a music major. And it took me about a semester and a half to realize that, that being a music major wasn't for me. It was something I really <laughs> enjoyed. But Were you vocal music or were you instrumental music? I was music? vocal. We could sing with Ty we, we on the podcast. Somebody was asking me about singing on the podcast, and I was like, oh, Ty, we could sing. <laughs> Nobody anyway. wants me to sing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> so I am. Um, not a music major. That was not the life for Ty. That, that wasn't the life for me. I, I still enjoy it. I'm still heavily involved in the arts, but but I don't. I didn't think that I could make a career of it. And so um, I was undeclared for a couple of semesters and, and took a lot of my gen eds, and I ended up in Don Hagen's uh, geography class, and he was a a uh, fantastic recruiter, not only for the university, but also for geography in, in general. And so um, I, I loved his class. I, I did great in it. And so I, I worked with Dr. Hagen, and, and I ended up being a geography major and a computer science minor, oh. um, just something that I was really interested in. And so, so yeah, I spent the last two and a half years at Northwest uh, getting that geography undergrad degree. And, uh, and it really... Um, it was a great degree because it was so broad-based. It, it wasn't super specific. I could do lots of different things with that degree. And it lent itself perfectly to, to that internship and what eventually became my career. Was that the only internship you did? It was. Okay. Was there any specific... Geography has a lot of facets. There, there are lots of different types of geography. Was there one or two specific aspects of ge geography that interested you? I, I just really enjoyed the uh, the concept of peoples and places and how they interact with each other. I, I was really into physical geography, into um, like you know the weather and and different landforms and those types of things. It was just the, really the entire um, discipline. I was just always very interested Can in. Can you explain then why Maryville tends to be have it have its own like weather pattern? Do you have a it's Ty, the expert on the Maryville weather right. phenomenon. I'm no expert. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? A lot of it is because we're so high, you know, we're, we're the highest elevation uh, really all around us. And so we get a lot of the wind and the crazy cold and all of that. So That is an interesting point, I think. The I hear students pull of talk the university about brings in different ways. <laughs> there you all go. the wind. It is very windy here. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, let's go back all the way back. I always ask guests about their first job. So first job, uh, two caveats. Number one, it has to be paid in order for it to be a job. And uh, you were not employed by your parents. So what was your first job, Ty? Okay, so the first job that actually paid me, uh -huh. that I was not employed by my parents. So I worked at a, at a fireworks wholesaler in Harrisonville, Missouri. And so we did wholesale fireworks. We would sell fireworks to the people, like through the tents and, and mm -hmm. those types of things. And so um, it was also... Um, uh, we were a gas station and a, a cigarette wholesaler. That's Those seem like dangerous things to go together. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. All right. So did you did you work there for long or did you decide to, you know? I did. I worked, I worked there for, um, well, pretty much from the time I could drive until the time I left high school. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun job. It was a perfect job for a goofy high, high school boy to <laughs> you know, play with fireworks and that sort of thing. But, so how did you find... How did you find the Northwest? You said you were involved in the arts. Yeah. Uh, you came up here as a music major. Um, but Northwest and Harrisonville are about two hours apart. Right. It's kind of a consider, and Kansas City is between them. So 
so just I was familiar with their music program. Um, I knew Tower Choir and Celebration both. Um, Dr. Richard Wymouth was a, a great recruiter when he was here, and actually I met him my senior year of high school, and, and he um, encouraged me to come up and take a look at Northwest. And so um, I did. I came up with my uh, music teacher and, and uh, audition for scholarship, uh, received vocal music scholarship and academic scholarship, and it was really just a, a great uh, place for me to start. It was a uh, it was a perfect distance away from home, and it was just a, a great place to be. Talk to us about that undecided time. I think a lot of people feel like they need to know what they're going to do when they come in, or it's okay to be undecided that first semester. But I think there's a lot of pressure, right, to to pick and then kind of go on your path. Talk to me about going from something that you chose to do often to kind of like in a land being undecided did you did you just feel like you needed to explore some areas what was your what was your perspective and your yeah I really um, did that exploring is a good way to put it I, I I think there is a lot of pressure to to pick that career path right away as soon as you can and I think it puts an awful lot of pressure on our kids um, I've got um, two daughters one's in high school one's in middle school and, and they do, they start talking to them about career pathing so early in sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade. And gosh, there are so many different career paths and you can get into college and you may come in one direction and realize like me that that's not what you'd need to do or what you should be doing. And then you change paths. And so I guess I wouldn't want people to get too hung up on picking that major and sticking with it from the very beginning because you've got to get out there and see what other classes there are and what interests you have and 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 something else might might just trip your trigger I mean it might be something that you hadn't even thought of but you take a gen ed and and you really like it like geography and all of a sudden you're a geography major and you're off on a totally different tangent and there's nothing wrong with that I don't think there's anything wrong with not declaring until two years in or something like that. Yeah, I think that's true as well. Or or to expect that you're going to have a job doing X, Y, or Z when in reality, like you could go A, B, C, F, Q, P. There's a lot of do- jobs that those broad-based degrees will definitely help you build skills in. I think so too. And it helps you um, prepare. If you decide to go to graduate school, it helps you really try, to try and uh, focus in then at that time on what you want to do. And you, you know, you mentioned getting that job with the Regional Council of Governments and never considering things like that. I think there's a lot of students that don't understand their jobs they haven't even considered out there. Never you know, heard of before. Right. Being an internship coordinator or a grants coordinator, you know, you don't even know those jobs exist when you're in college, but they're real and people do them and we retire and we move on and things like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Travis's thing about retirement today. <laughs> I have a ways to go. So. <laughs> okay. So you have your internship. You kind of learned about grant writing and stuff. Um, so when you graduated, where did you go from there? Uh, I, I guess I did a good enough job that the regional council of governments invited me back. And so that internship um, led to my first real job, my first career. Let's be clear. Job. That internship was unpaid. It was correct? unpaid. Yep. I, I uh, made absolutely nothing that summer. Uh, but the, the experience that I gained was absolutely invaluable. I mean, it, it opened the doors that, that led me to uh, a career where I can support my, my family and, and where I can uh, hopefully make a difference today. Uh, so yeah, being willing and it, it is hard. I mean, I think everyone wants to find that internship that, that pays 12 or $15 an hour and that sort of thing. But if you can find the right organization, even an unpaid internship can be very, very valuable. It was mm-hmm. for me. That's really good. That's really good insight. 
So you got hired by the Regional Council of Governments. What was your job title then? My title was technology coordinator, um, but that was that's kind of a misnomer. So so I was the guy that people called when you know the printer didn't work, but um, I also did grant writing at that time. I did planning. Um, I learned the planning process. I did um, um, I did things like um, my, the very first grant I ever wrote. Um, as technology coordinator was to put computers in the senior citizen centers in Northwest Missouri. And so at that time, we were the late 90s. Computers in senior citizen centers really were pretty rare, and so especially in rural Missouri. And so um, I wrote a, a small grant. It was twenty or $30,000. And so we put um, computers and internet access and training for our senior citizens in um, each of the five counties in Northwest Missouri. And so that was the very first oh, one I cool. ever did. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was funded. Um, and then, so not only did I write the grant, as technology coordinator, my job then was to implement the project. It wasn't just to get the money. It was also to actually do the purchasing and do the training and do the installation. And it was really a, a soup to nuts type of project. And it was, it was so important to be able to do all the different aspects of that project and not just one. Because then you know you've seen it all the way from the very beginning to the very end, right? right. You know the whole the whole, whole deal. Sure. How long were you there? Um, in that position, I was there for four years. And so I was, um, so I was there from 98 to, to 2002. And, and so and that was, um, I learned so much in those four years. You know, as you, you come out of school, you think you know a lot. You really don't know anything. And so y- your education continues in those first four years for sure. You know, the college is, you get the basics. You, you try and, and figure out what's going on. But but you don't really learn how things work until you're actually out there in the field and doing it. That's a good point too. Something that's been overlooked is especially that first year of working, trying to get your feet on the ground <laughs> and trying to figure things out in the professional world. Like that's a that's a huge learning experience in itself. Um, were you the technology coordinator for all four of those years? I was. Yeah. And then what did you do after that? So after that, I went to grad school. So in that period um, was when the the nine eleven attacks happened and. And so I, I remember I was actually at work when that happened, and I was thinking about um, just wanting to be able to contribute a little bit more. And so I wanted to to further my my career in in public service. That's really what um, working for that to- type of organization is. It's it's working for people that need assistance, right, in, in Northwest Missouri. And so so I wanted to go and get my master's degree, and I, I and I received my master's degree in public administration, um, MPA, uh, from University of Missouri. Did you go? to University of Missouri? Did you? I did. Went to Columbia and? We did. Um, at that time, um, so I was, by then I was married. And so we we moved to Columbia and, and I became a full-time student. After working for four years, I gave up my gave up my salary and and went and I actually, I accepted a graduate assistantship down at MU. And, and so I finished in two years. So what was that like being a student? Because I think that's a really valuable experience too. Being a student, like a, a traditional student versus being now you're a grad student, but you're also like, you've already worked. You have some, some time under your belt and to be a married, like full-time student. Talk to me about learning experiences from that. I felt that I got so much more out of my graduate program after having worked for a few years because I had context. I understood how some of those things that I was learning in the classroom related to the real world. And so I, I got, I think I got so much out of my graduate program and my graduate degree having worked versus um, the students that 
I went to school with, and the majority of them had gone straight through. So they got their bachelor's degree, they went straight into the master's program and had no work experience. And so I think they had some trouble um, connecting the dots with what we were learning in class. Um, so I was, I was a non-traditional-ish you know, person <laughs> yeah. at MU um, where I was married, um, and, and I took it very seriously. It was different than undergrad. Um, not that I didn't take undergrad seriously, but, but after you have some work experience under your belt, you've had a salary before, and now you don't, all of a sudden grad school is, is important. It's work. I mean, it's get it done, get good grades, and get out so you can go get, continue your career. And that's really right. the, the track that I took. How'd you find the graduate assistantship? Um, I, I did some searching. I, I knew that um, Masters of Public Administration was what I wanted to do uh, because it really aligned with the type of work I had been doing at the Regional Council of Governments. Um, some of my coworkers, that was their degree, was MPA. And so they uh, one had gone to MU and one had gone to then Southwest Missouri State. And so I, I looked at those two schools in particular and you know, one, one was pushing me one way and one was pushing me the other. And so I visited both and, and MU was a, a a great fit for me. Um, went down, took a visit, uh, take a, took a tour, and uh, it really worked out well. So you had, did you have them, did they like recommend you to people in the program, have connections? Did you visit with people in the program while you were there? I, I did. I, I got to talk with the pro- program director and, and some of the faculty down there and just really t- try to get a, a hold of what, what it was all about. Um, MPA, there are, there are emphasis areas in MPA. A lot of, a lot of your MPA Degrees go towards city administration or city management, um, nonprofit administration, those types of things. And so I was really looking at the public service side of, of public administration. Um, and so, and that was a really strong emphasis area at University of Missouri at the Truman School. I also was a non-traditional graduate student. I tell this to students a lot and sometimes it's hard for them to understand, but in a graduate program, like you're such a, it's a smaller group, right? It's a key group of people doing what they want to do. It's very important that that you fit with that, that there's a good fit between Mm -hmm. you and the program and to do research, right, to ask people who are in the field what programs they would recommend and what places match up with their interests. Right. No, I I think that's exactly right. And and different schools have different um, areas of expertise. And so hopefully after you've had a a few years of experience, you have an idea of what you want to go into. And so then you you match up the school that really... um, matches with what your interest is. Okay, so you graduate with your MPA. Where where do you go now? So my, my next step after Columbia is I came back to St. Joe. Um, I There was a sister organization. It was MoCan Regional Council. So same type of organization that I had worked in before. And they had a transportation planner um, position available. And so um, using some of that information that I had learned in my four years at Northwest Regional Council, um, I was able to, to take that job, that transportation planner job, uh, which involved grant writing. It involved um, planning and, and working with different constituencies and trying to make things um, better for the region. And so um, so I went there as transportation planner. About a year in, um, I was promoted to assistant director. And so I was assistant director for a year and would have stayed there longer, but um, the executive director position opened back at up here in Maryville in Northwest Missouri Regional Council. And so um, I really wanted to take that jump and, and there I went. So executive director of Northwest Missouri Regional, Regional Council, Council of Governments, right? All right. And so what did you do as executive director? The, the Regional Council, we 
again, we, so we work to better the, the region as a whole. And so a broad picture is, is helping the region work together, the cities and the counties, helping them not just be individual entities, but really working as a region as a whole and, and really elevating the entire region of Northwest Missouri. We're, we're a very rural part of the state up here. We don't have a lot of the resources that we don't have a lot of the population that other parts of the state do. And so we really, um, those agencies, those regional councils of government, they really help to, um, they help those cities and those counties do the things that you have to do. When you think about a, um, a multi-million dollar water plant or a, or a street repair project or some of those things, unless you have professional staff, um, it's, it's really hard to do some of those projects. They're, they're very um, labor intensive. You have to get through environmental reviews. You have to get through all the different federal agencies to do the work. And if you're a part-time mayor of a town of 1,500 people, you just don't have those resources available. It seems available. overwhelming, yeah. Absolutely. And so that's, what, that's where we would come in, is we would help, help, those regional, um, help those cities work on a regional level and help them interact with state and federal government. So how long were you in that position as the executive director? I was executive director for seven years um, at the regional council, um, and it was a really a fulfilling job, and it was a great place to be. It was grant writing, but it was so much more than that, too. It was, it was really helping um, the people of Northwest Missouri just really have a better quality of life. So what did you do after that? After that, I came here <laughs> to Northwest Missouri State. <clears throat> what made you jump? make that jump, and what position did you jump into? Uh, so I was hired as the grants coordinator. I was only the second one that Northwest had ever had. Um, so, I, and I'm still only the second one we've ever had. <laughs> and he's still here. And I'm still here. Uh, that was 2013. Um, the, the main reason why I left the regional council, and I, I loved that job. I, I think I was making a difference in that job. The challenge was as someone with, at that point, young kids, um, one not in school, one in preschool, um, there's a lot of travel involved in that job. If if you want to be relevant in the state of Missouri, you have to be where the decision makers are. And so you have to be in Jefferson City. You have to be in Kansas City. You have to be in Washington, D.C. You have to make these these efforts to make connections, which is great unless you have a small you know family at home and you're trying to also go to baseball games and that sort of thing. And so I needed to get off the road you know, for my family. And so this uh, when the position came open, I knew that uh, my experience would align or should align with what Northwest is trying to do with their grant programs. And so that's why I was interested in that. 2013, that's a key time because that's when state budgets for Northwest and stuff are all going down. So grants become more important on campus for sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so grants are a way that the federal government and the state governments, they help to uh, even the playing field, right? So they uh, that's how they try and push resources out to cities and counties and, and entities like universities, as opposed to here's a handout. It's we want we want to we want you to show that you're using the dollars appropriately and that that we're getting good return on our investment and that it's just a way for them to uh, make sure that accountability piece is there. So we're seeing um, dollars being funneled through grant programs as opposed to something like a direct appropriation, you know, which is just here's here's your here's your money, go do good things. With the grant process, you have to work at it quite a bit more. I mean, you have to really show and demonstrate that you're doing the things that need to be done with these dollars. And you have to put some thought 
you have to put some forethought into your project, right? Like, this is what I think, this is what I think we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to show, you know, that I've used my money well, right? Sure. As opposed to like, give me $10,000 check. Right. right. <laughs> One of the education pieces that I do almost every day on campus is the difference between a gift and a grant. Um, a gift is, is when you're raising money, you know, you're doing a fundraiser or something like that, and you ask for, you know, I need this many dollars to go do this certain project. And then those dollars usually don't have nearly the strings attached to them. A grant, on the other hand, always has deliverables tied to it, has a timeline, has a, a number of things that you have to accomplish and able to actually receive those dollars. And so a, a grant is much more difficult to administer than, than just a gift uh, because you have to accomplish certain things. Um, a granting agency gives money for a reason. You know, it, it's not just just out of the kindness of their hearts. They want to affect behavior. They want to see something change in your region or at your university. And so, so grants always have that extra layer of complexity tied to them. If I'm a young person and I think that I might want to get into grant writing, what are some of the steps that you could, some advice that you could give me about getting into it? How do I get my feet wet? How do I get started? The best piece of advice is learn how to write. <laughs> <laughs> There are, um, this is a, a skill I think that gets overlooked a lot of times is the ability to, to write well. Things like, um, can you put together a, a, a paragraph or a paper or a, uh, can, you, can you communicate effectively on paper? Uh, and so many young people have trouble with that. We know because we see their resumes <laughs> and, their cover and their cover letters, right? Right. I think writing, yeah, it, it affects a lot more of your life than you think it will. If, if you are, you can be brilliant, but if you can't communicate what you're trying to get across to your audience, then it really, it doesn't matter. Um, so, so being able to, to write concise and, and clearly and to get your point across um, is so important. And it's in, in my career or in a lot of careers, in most careers, I would think, I mean, you have to be able to write for sure. Most people aren't going to make grant writing a career. Most people are going to have a grant as a part of a project that they're working on. So it might be, you know, if you're working for a, a city or, or something like that, and a project comes along once every four or five years that you have grant money tied to, well, you know, you're not going to have that type of um, exposure all the time. And so how do you get your feet wet? Well, first, you have to do it. You know, that's, that's the first question there. The first thing to do is you have to do it. The second thing is you have to reach out to people that have done, that have been successful in the past. Uh, and, and find either through your peer network or through um, other resources that you may have, find someone who's doing what, what you're wanting to do and ask them, how did you do it? Can I see an example of your work? You know, are you willing to share? That, that's a lot of what I do is just trying to see what's out there, what resources are out there that we can model our own projects after. Yeah, grant writing is one of those, one of those things that Anyone that wants to work for a nonprofit organization, I always recommend we teach. There's a, a class that's taught on campus on grant writing, and that's I always. If you have an elective to take, like that's a good one to take if you want to do nonprofit stuff, because that's a good skill to have for a nonprofit organization. It's it's critical. You really, if you're going to work for a nonprofit, if you're going to work for a government agency, um, anything like that in the public sector, um, that's it's so important to to have some basis of understanding. It's, it's not just like writing a paper, but it kind of is. Uh, but you still have to be able to get your story across. Um, you have to tell your story effectively. Um, and then you have to make sure all the other technical components are there. So your, your budgeting piece is, is so important. Are your, your dollars, are, are they right? 
I, I, remind, I remind people all the time that when you're applying for a state or a federal grant, you're asking for taxpayer dollars, right? You're asking for public money. And so we have to make sure that we're being very responsible with those dollars and we're using them the way they're meant to be used and that we're not um, wasting or being frivolous with, with the public's money because that's what it is. You've also been able to stay involved in government in the area. You're a part of the city council here in Maryville. So That's right. Thank you for your service. Yeah, so you want to talk a little bit <laughs> about that and what, what you do with that? Yeah. So I'm a member of the city council. I'm the newest member. Um, I've been on council for about a year now. Um, I was elected to my first three-year term this past April. And so I'm coming up on my the anniversary of my first year, I guess. So I, I have at least two more years on the city council. Really enjoy that. That 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 links in perfectly with my background with local government and, and that sort of thing. So I, I kind of understand the lingo, I guess, and, and know what they're talking about. I think I've been put on the planet to, to be a public servant. And so I, I really enjoy the opportunity to serve and, and to get my feet you know, wet with some of those, uh, some of the issues that really do impact our, our city and our community. Um, I, I've really enjoyed my time on the city council. Any other words of wisdom? We're trying to collect like Words of wisdom, tips, tricks, maybe for someone who's looking for a job or who wants to, you know, move forward in their career or anything, any wisdom. Being able to communicate effectively is so important to be able to write well, to be able to speak well, public speaking. I know some people get freaked out by public speaking. The only way to get better at it is to do it, um, seek out those opportunities, but just being able to present yourself well is, is so important and, and just you know, try. I mean, get out there and, and try. I mean, that's that's so important too. And I guess the other thing I would say is, is don't forget your your hobbies and your passions too. Um, I, you know, I started, like I said at the beginning, I started in the arts. I, the arts are still a big part of my life. And, and I really, I, I that feeds my soul, you know, where, where grant writing puts food on the table, participating in the arts and the theater in our community really, um, really uh, keeps me going. So, um, so don't, don't neglect those things too. You know, we're, Remind yourself why you're there. It's not just work. You got to play too. <laughs> My last question. What does it mean to you to be a Bearcat? I have a lot of pride in, in being a Bearcat. Um, I've, I've been associated with the university for such a long time from a, from a student and to alum to now an employee and still an alum. Being a Bearcat just means it means family and looking out for one another and, and really doing what's best for not only the the students, but doing what's best for the region. I think people forget how important the university is to Northwest Missouri and to Missouri as a whole and to the Midwest. And, and so it's, it's just, um, it's, it's a great place to be. And, and they have, there's such a positive impact that the university has with, with our city and our, and our region. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. Awesome. Thank you, Ty. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for another Behind the Bearcat. And we will talk to you next time. <laughs>